What's up, folks? Welcome back to our regularly scheduled programs. It is Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk, and uh, it is I, Hootran. Uh, you can find me at Go the Distance 69 Nice. No. Uh, Hootran Superman on the Twitterverse. Uh, I'm back. I'm in front of a microphone. Uh, I feel better. I feel better than being on the AirPod. So I'm, it feels right, Brian. It feels right. Um, and we're going to be talking, we actually have some jazz news that came down today we're going to talk about. Uh, I do want to bring on the original Go the Distance um, 69, uh, Mr. Jared Barker. What's up, man? Uh, wait, wait. Is this thing on? Are, are we recording? ABR, man. Always be recording. <laughs> um, no, not much. You know, just just uh, chilling like a villain. Not much. You, told, you texted me that you are guarding uh, a Brazilian princess. Uh, like uh, a Brazilian uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Call, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't have phrased it that way. But, but you said the, you, you said uh, that if this all goes well, she can fall in love with you, and um, uh, you back as her American boyfriend. That doesn't sound like something I say. It's and that sounded like you were eating funyuns or something into the mic. Oh, uh, that, that's uh, that sounds exactly like how I'm going to tweet it out. So, um, uh, and then um, uh, we're going to bring on um, uh, the guy that you know. He's he's going to make sure that we stay. Um, uh, jazz relevant, and um, uh, and, you know, ever since he's come fully on, invested uh, in the pouch. Yeah, ever since he's come on, um, uh, our numbers are getting close to getting that manscaped, um, uh, that manscaped uh, uh, sponsorship that we, we we desperately want. So, uh, the Dragon Swatch himself, Logan Cox, what's up, Dragon Swatch? That was a that was a hell of an intro you gave to to Jared, their Brazilian princess and all. Um, although I do. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do, I do, I do appreciate the. If, if anyone's gonna get, us, get manscaping, it's gonna be. That, that's probably my area of expertise, not just because of the content that we provide, but also if you've seen me, my body physically, yeah. it's it's a. <laughs> you it and me be, both, it, brother. We're yeah, be, yeah, we should we should actually have a. Yeah, we should have even, we yeah. should rename a segment on the podcast like the hairy. Yeah. Where it gets hairy or something. No, that, no, that's more Sasquatch. Never mind. Well, come, Logan, come, I'm uh, in high be, school. Um, uh, he would always um, uh, uh, berate us because um, uh, none of us had body hair, and he's like, "This is what a real man looks like." And when he when he comes shirt, sure. so there's normally normally who is lying when he's saying those things. That's like an exact quote that he's on a, re- a, regu- a regular basis. <laughs> so you're saying who looks like when he's shirtless? He looks like Alex Caruso or um, oh, yeah. what's his, what's the other guy's name? It's under, it's very the guy that was a Ute. Uh, I don't. I barely. I. I keep Kuzma. wanting to block out Kyle Kuzma from my memory, man. Like, Andre, because Andre like, he is just so annoying, uh, Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> yo yo yo, hot shower. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, so, yeah. So who looks more like if you took Andre Miller's head and put it on Alex Caruso's body? That's pretty <laughs> much. Yep. That's that's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's app description, folks. So. Um, uh, any girl who dates me, that's what um, uh, you're in for. So, no Brazilian princesses over here. Um, so, um, unless, uh, like I said, unless they got two kids, unless they got two kids, Not, yeah, all the single moms are. I mean, that, they, need, they need to rewrite that song for for you and just call all the single moms. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah, hey, single moms, um, hit me up on my Twitter. Um, so yeah, we're we're getting to some jazz news. I mean, you know, again, where we we. There's some rumors, rumors that the NBA season um, is going to miss, you know, Christmas. Um, but they're they're really aiming for Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Day, so that's gonna that's another big day for for the NBA. So um, January 18th, yeah. So sometime in January, which you know, again, it's gonna be you know, right right now, I mean, Dennis Lizzie has been working around the clock, Dennis and, and Justin trying to figure it out. Um, and a lot of the you know places they're bored already. Uh, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, every Bleacher Report probably. Uh, first topic of the day. Oh, actually, no. Let's, let's say that one. I'll say that for a little bit later. I did send a tweet out to um, uh, uh, Logan and Jared here, talking about cap space, right? So this is uh, cap space is really difficult for people to understand, and um, uh, not everybody, but some people. Uh, maybe a lot of the casual fans, because uh, one of the things I keep seeing in the Twitterverse is that the Jazz need to trade Mike Conley away, so the Jazz can have cap space to, um, you know, sign players. And so I bring this up for a couple reasons, because number one, and I, 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 asked, I asked the experts, I, I tweeted at McCade and Riley and... Dan Clayton, uh, probably. Clayton's, yeah, Dan and Ken yeah, Clayton. Dan and Ken, yeah, they're definitely our capologists. Uh, right. 
friends. If I'm, because uh, uh, from my understanding, the Jazz are over the, the salary cap now. I, I I don't have we don't have the real numbers yet. We don't have everything, but the rough estimate. So Mike Conley makes about thirty five million dollars. If you just trade Mike Conley away for literally nothing, for you know, it, actually, okay, if you, if you trade Mike Conley away for uh, Logan's favorite assets, second round picks, right? Which you, that's you, not you, possible, though. It, you know, it is possible. Um, uh, if you, if, you, if you trade to a team that has cap space, um, oh yeah, but nobody has that much space. That's the problem. Well, I mean, this is all theoretical, anyway. Got it, got um, it. Uh, if you trade, if you trade to a team that has uh, that can take cap space without sending you contracts back, all 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 you have to receive is second round draft picks, gold, as um uh, as uh, Logan calls it. That's how um, championships are built. Yeah, you know, all the second round draft picks you know, in the world, man. All you have to do is make sure you draft them, uh, Paul Millsap and Jokic every year. The reason um, that things didn't work out for Sam Hinkie was they made him start giving up his second round picks. That's right, that's right. My story, and I'm sticking to it. No. <laughs> so, um, uh, again, so this is all theoretical. You trade, you find a team, you find the Hawks out there, the Knicks, whoever it is, that has 35 million in cash base, and they're like, yes, we'll take Mike Conley from you, and we'll give you back one second round draft pick. So the Jazz can shed Mike Conley's contract from their from their cap. However, since the Jazz are over the cap. They don't get all $35 million back. So asking all our cap experts, um, and from what you know, rough estimates I did, the Jazz w- would, in essence, get about $20 million in cap space back. So um, the bigger point to this is that I'm... Uh, uh, that doesn't seem like one, that much. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. You're not, you're not going to get $35 million back. But before we get to that, so Logan, I mean, we, talk about, we talked about this, and I, and I, and I said in a way like, Fans are they love cap space. They just love ethnic cap space. You know, they're like, yes, we want That's this cap space. The same, the same reason they love picks, right? It's like it right, could be right. anything. It could even exactly. be a boat. It could be a boat. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so Jared has done enough pause with me that you know that where I go go with that. But yeah, yeah. so um, uh, and you know, Logan's like, oh, you think only fans want it, but like, you know, I, I focus more on like why fans think this way. Why do you think um, uh, the this cap space theory? You know, this theoretical, theoretical cap face is so enticing to get rid of a player like Mike Conley, Logan. Oh, I mean, I, I don't know that. Uh, I mean, I was I was just asking for some clarification on what you meant. Like, I think cap space is valuable because it's been it's pen, it's been pounded into us from front offices and the news we watch. They tell us that, you know, you dump a player in a contract here and you look for that cap space. I don't think that if folks understood what you just described, I think that's the problem is, you know, getting 20 million dollars for 35 isn't exactly what people envision so um it's probably a lack of understanding by fans so yes if they're if they're overvaluing or not valuing it correctly then yes i would say that values they 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 do want to see that and i think it's just everyone wants the space because they want the freedom to to go after whoever it is they want to go after and it's just i don't know it's it's the excitement of the unknown it's i i don't know i don't know it is what it is it's 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 your it's your chances to to do what you want with your money this is a terrible year to do it though so (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know why you'd want it this year, but because uh, I mean, Derek Favors needs twenty million dollars, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> Derek Favors, Serge Ibaka, you know, team him up. Yeah. I mean, and Serge Ibaka would be nice. He'd be a good backup center, but yeah, I don't know that he puts us in the threshold to win a championship. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, that, that's yeah, that's that could be another topic another time. So, Jared, I'm, uh, again, so this is like this cat face stuff, right? Like, not only would the Jazz not get all of the back. Like, I mean, you think Mike Conley's a pretty good player. Like, I mean, yeah, he's he's not he probably not thirty five million dollars good, but he's at least worth that twenty million dollars, I think. Yeah, and so I, I think that's a, the other problem I see with this is that I see all people like, oh, we're gonna trade Mike Conley, and again for literally nothing. Like, you can't take anything back if you want the twenty million in cash space back. Because um, like then then you have to fill not only you know the holes that the Jazz had before, but now you're filling another hole. You know that my colleague leaves that you know maybe 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 jazz fans want to see Point Donovan and and that's no you know I, I can see why but also you're just getting rid of one of the top five players on the Jazz uh, current roster you know so yeah it's just one of these things that like we see cat face and um, the the funny thing is that the Jazz in essence this year will have about. So they won't have cash space, but with the exceptions. And again, this is really confusing for people who don't really follow 
um, capology and everything. So with the mid-level exception, the biannual exception, the Jazz have about... 8.4? How about that? Is that like 8.4, right? We have? We we don't know. We don't know. But generally... Speaking, we oh that generally that's what it would be though right usually about nine about nine ish million about nine okay yeah well, I think I think about nine ish million is, is what um, I've been seeing about nine million for for the mid level and the biannual I think it's about three three and a half million or something like that got it okay. so the Jazz have the Jazz would have about twelve and a half million so I mean easily the Jazz traded Mike Conley for nothing right they would have twenty million to play with versus if they just used their exceptions stay over the cap. We and have about have twelve about, million. Wow, you're telling 12. me that. Wow, wow. I mean, but it's not a full twelve. It's a, it's a nine and a three. No, no, no. Like, but but still, I mean, that's like halfway there. That's pretty right. dang good. Yeah. So like, it, it's, you know, it's it's a little numerology that you have to like play with to kind of get um because uh, like the Jazz, you know, at twenty million, you, you, there's nobody on this free agent market that was going to get. 20 million regardless maybe, maybe christian wood i know people there's some jazz fans out there who, they hear christian wood and they get christian wood if you know what i'm saying um <laughs> i think i think gallinari was he was a 20 million dollar player but i don't know if he's gonna get 20 million in this what market. what is a christian wood what is that is it, he, <laughs> doesn't he play for like detroit or something at some point yep, he's um uh, he's detroit's like i'm uh like stretch five that after the all-star break was like averaging like 20 and 10 and because yeah, she was playing really well this year. It's like was, was playing really well, and so um, he's like he's like on the top target for a lot of teams. Um, and I saw a tweet today that said, "Oh, because of the market, Christian Wood only if Christian Wood only gets nine million dollars, that'd be super crazy." But that would be know. wild. Yeah, but I mean, apparently imagine if the Lakers wild. add Christian Wood and they get rid of you know somebody else. That's crazy. I mean, they, they, the Lakers wouldn't have to get rid of anybody. The Lakers could just sign them to the middle. No, because I don't think they're going to resign. I mean, they're they're not paying fifteen million dollars for Danny Green. So I mean, because their their situation is complicated. Did Danny Green? Yeah, Danny Green is a one year deal. He was only one year. Yeah, he was only one year deal. Well, I mean, wait. I don't know. I have to double check that now. No, I, 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 thought, I thought he signed a multi year deal. It might have so. been a two year, thirty million. You're right. And then, um, uh, and, and then with them, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron, you know, commanding the money. They're oh, that Anthony, da- that Anthony Davis extension, yeah. That's... I mean, the, the Lakers are going to be over the cap regardless. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Other, yeah. You know, doesn't, it'll be doesn't interesting matter. to see what they do this offseason. Yeah, right. The, the, yeah, Lakers, no, it doesn't. It the doesn't. Lakers um, uh, will use them in level, they'll use them biannual, and then they'll go grab whoever, you know, they'll grab Boogie Cousins for the minimum, you know. And so, mm, I don't I'm, I don't know if anybody's gonna want Boogie because they had Boogie last year who's hurt couldn't play so I don't know if he's he's getting a ring yeah he, uh, yeah I know and, he is and, and again <laughs> Jared here's here's the thing though it's a minimum contract who cares it's it's the minimum you can give to somebody they they do because Jav- Javel McGee was on a minimum and he gave him minutes they want somebody who can play I'm sure, I, like you keep dashing on Demarcus Cousins and this guy was a former All Star just two years ago. I mean, oh well, yeah, the casual fans will be excited, but I don't think any serious fans would be excited if we had Demarcus Cousins. Oh, I'd be. I, if the Jazz signed Demarcus Cousins, I would be over the. I'd be over thrilled, you know, because I, that guy has a ceiling, you know. So um, uh, that guy, oh, no. that guy, he looked pretty bad in goal the last time he saw the floor. That's just my. Yeah, opinion. I mean, he might have been, but again, I've seen this guy's ceiling. Again, if he can get eighty. Well, if the Jazz signed him, I would have hope because I would think that the Jazz are smart enough to not sign somebody who can't play. But you know, last last off season, uh, I'm gonna be bullish on whoever we sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Just like I was like. I, 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 it, I, I don't know if that was supposed to be a praise for the Jazz front office. Like, oh, if the Jazz front office did it, then of course. But yes, that uh, that is, yeah, because I would I would expect oh. them to be able to sign somebody who can play. Yeah, um, but again, you know, being a GM, being being a free agent, sometimes it's just like you you, you take you take shots in the dark because uh, I know, oh, you know, and again, the Demarcus Cousins is not going to take the minimum to play for the Jazz, but if he right. takes the minimum to play for the Lakers, it doesn't it doesn't cost anything. Take, taking a minimum contract doesn't really matter. DeMarcus Cousins could, you know, be the, the third big off the bench for the Lakers. And, you know, the one or two games that Anthony Davis gets in foul trouble, all of a sudden you have DeMarcus Cousins that can come in and play, too. So it, it's, it's still just, insane to me how much money he lost due to that injury. It's just wild. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, that, that's why I'm a athletes, when they ask for money, 
you, you kind of want them to get paid, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd rather be on the millionaire player side versus the billionaire owner side, so. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's, you would that's, think, that's, but that's, then I see fans turn on players away quicker than they turn on ownership. <laughs> you know, you know, that's just because we're conditioned that way. What was that, Logan? No, that's an interesting point that, that uh, I mean, that Jared kind of touched on was all the money that DeMarcus Cousins lost. Um, so he, 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 hurts, he hurts himself, right? And then he, he shocks everyone and takes that cheap, low contract to go try to play one year with the Warriors, right? Uh, well, he... The first hit he he took was when the Kings traded him because they could have paid him so much more money. No, but I'm I'm talking – there's a completely different point I'm trying to circle myself back around to. And that is – so he he, he took that – he took a lot less money to go to Golden State for that. There were, there were, people were yeah, that we five point three sh- million. Yeah, we were, yeah we were shocked by that, right? It's like how the hell oh, how all they of had, us were. How, yeah, how they had this guy? Because yeah, he came off the injury with with New Orleans, but it was still shocking to see that. And yeah. then he, he hurt himself again, and he's never recovered. And I wonder, you know, there's no, nothing's ever guaranteed. And especially when you watch to, to cross sports, you watch Dak Prescott's injury recently, and you oh, man, there's the, 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 the thought process has kind of been. I mean, some people have floated it out. That because no one really knows what's happening with the cap and there's such little cap space that some of these guys may take some smaller contracts for a year, right, to prove themselves. And that's a no. I just I, I think it'll be it just maybe a cautious tale with. Uh, I mean, like I said, there was a lot of I, I've seen I've seen it quite a few and heard it in quite a few different places that perhaps some people will take one year deals at a lower rate to either just you know wait for the market to get better or prove themselves, but. That that can be very dangerous, you know. I mean, that's, those are two examples off the top of my head that didn't turn out too well for those guys long term. And I guess it's, I don't know, it's me rethinking my own position on it because nothing is guaranteed. And you're right. I don't know how many hundreds of millions cousins, cousins has cost himself now. Mm-hmm. Not not to say he, not to say he wouldn't have still got hurt, but I mean, it would have been a lot better to get hurt with five years and a hundred million left on a contract than five years and nothing or five million oh, yeah. and one. You know, I think, uh, yeah, because Cousins was like in that area of like, all right, because um, uh, he's a special case, right? Like um, uh, in that off season, there wasn't a lot of teams buying for his services just because, like, again, it was, it was another dry year, if I remember correctly. So that's why he took one to go back next year and then obviously got injured again. So he's just trying to because DeMarcus Cousins is one of those guys that like if the Hawks or the Knicks or somebody could still see um, uh, uh, like the talent there. If they if they, he goes to work out with them, it's like all right, they can see that, you know, they can get somewhat of what Boogie Cousins used to be. They can give him a longer term contract because right. uh, Demarcus Cousins that good. Now a guy like oh J- Jeremy Grant, right? Um, right. Uh, Jeremy Grant doesn't have that built in. Um, yeah, he doesn't have that notoriety, that luxury. Yeah, he, he, well, he just doesn't have that resume. Um, uh, yeah. Like they saw what he did in the playoffs. Now Jeremy Grant is gonna make, might want to take that whatever he can now because. If he gets hurt in his contract year, a lot of people aren't going to remember that one that one series, you know. Yeah, he needs and to so, take a Solomon Hill deal, is what I would call it, because he no, had I mean, that one great playoff series for Indiana, I and mean, it was garbage or not. I don't, I can't remember. Who yeah, no, no, Grant's got a cash in this year. I don't know his. I don't know that his value will ever be higher than it currently is. Right. right. So, and, uh, and Cousins is one of those guys that like he kind of knew that you know there's there's obviously the injury risk, but he also had built up so much. Um, uh, a stock that, yeah. um, you know, he was, he, chasing, he, yeah, he was playing with house money. money. It looked like he was, chasing, well, he was chasing, he was chasing max money too, though. Right. So it was a different yeah. year. Oh yeah. Different, cause, different mindset. Cause, Cause I remember the Pelicans, they gave him an offer, but he felt like they lowballed him. So he's like, screw it. I'm going to golden state for 5.3 million. Yeah. And then he just ended up costing himself a ton of money. Just wow. Yeah. So, and yeah, so I mean, a lot of guys. So I mean, we we stuck around the favors, right? Where favors could sign a one-year deal with somebody, you know, the Jazz, right? But if in that one-year deal, he 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 gives up bird rights, he gives up everything um, to play one year, and then he has to go back to the market next year. Um, right. And you know, a team like New Orleans uh, does have the chance to offer Derek more than the mid-level exception, uh, and a chance to retain bird rights, and a chance to retain some control of where he gets traded to if it, he right. signs a one-on-one. And so, um, or, uh, um, you know, Serge Ibaka. So some of these guys um, uh, who are at the end of their contracts or uh, end of their careers, really, like Serge Ibaka, I don't know how old he is, but feels like he's uh, been in the NBA for quite 31. a while. 31. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, so. I know, but it feels like he's been 
in the league for like 15 years, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> it feels like he should be older than 31 for sure. Yeah. yeah. And 31 is like, you know, that's still kind of, um, uh, kind of up there for NBA agent, especially for, for yeah. a big man, uh, with his, with his skill set. So, um, uh, yeah, he like, uh, again, these, if you're a big man in the 30, the 32, 33 range, you kind of want to cash in, you know, on a four year deal, um, to, um, uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, cement, sense. you know, it's like, Hey, this is my last big contract before I have to start taking, you know, veterans yeah, before I either and, retire uh, or I do the, yeah. 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 Or I do the journeyman thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause once you start taking those, uh, mid, mid levels and veteran mids, uh, vet, veteran midrooms and everything. Yeah. Yeah. You almost so, never come back. Yeah. So, Mark, um, Mar- Marcus Morris also thirty one, which means that Marquise Morris is also thirty one. So, <laughs> random, Mark, random, Marquise random, who threw away game five. <laughs> random pack. Just... Yeah, so um, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. So, and this is this is just a long cap space talk we had, just because I, I see a lot of fans throwing that out there, and so now you, are, you listener, are now armed with the information that hey. Just because you can trade, if you could trade Mike Conley away, again, it's a stock market. You never want to, you never really want to trade away a depreci- depreciated asset. You know, you want to, you, you want to trade away someone who's, you know, an appreciated asset, not a depreciated asset. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, if you trade away Mike Conley and all you're getting back is cash space, again, it's, it's not that helpful for the Jazz. The Jazz have a lot yeah. of needs. You got to sell high like the Grizzlies did with Conley. Yeah. Uh, and and even then, like like when we think about what they they sold high on, they got two role players that they didn't want to match salaries. They got a young draft pick from the Jazz that you know might be something, might not be something. It, it was a risk to take him on. And they got a draft pick who turned out to be really well, but it was a it was a pick in the twenties. So not usually someone not not usually a draft pick that you're like, oh my god, and we need to have that pick, you know. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, the best asset is a draft pick that hasn't even, like, it's not even really close to converting yet. You know, it's another year away or so. So, um, yeah, I mean, they sold high, but it wasn't even that big of a haul in my mind. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe if you guys want to talk me into saying that the Jazz gave up a lot for that. Well, um, I think the – I mean, it was theoretical at the time, but I think the guy that they got back, I'm trying to remember his name, at, like, 23 – well, yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, he, 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 no, but to me, he's what makes makes it worth it because he's a player that I feel like the Jazz could really use. <laughs> but that's but that's a sort of like an ends justify the means type thing. Like at yeah. at the point where the Jazz made the trade, he wasn't the the he wasn't the asset. The asset was. Oh, the I know, I know, pick. I know. But that's so, what I'm but that's what I'm saying is that like if you if you tr- if you're doing that trade in hindsight. And you're well, projecting. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, this about, is the I, actual player. At the time, you know, at the oh, time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. At the time, it didn't. It it yeah. still doesn't even look like that much on paper. I mean, if the other pick we convey turns into an all star, then it'll be like, wow, we we got robbed. <laughs> but but no, at the time, I totally agree. It doesn't I seem mean, like that much. I mean, if it turns into all star, but again, it's it's not really. Oh, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is, jazz fans are gonna look back at that trade and be like, wow. We... Okay, I'm not talking about jazz. I'm talking about I'm talking about you. <laughs> trying to convince me that this is <laughs> that this is um, uh, uh, an awful trade for the Jazz, or in order the Jazz gave up a lot. I don't think it was awful. No. I don't know I that know. it was necessarily a lot. It just feels like it was uh, substantial. Is what I would say. I wouldn't say a lot, but it was like it wasn't just like we're sending them one pick and something. No, we sent them a valuable role player in Jay Crowder, who I don't know that Memphis necessarily didn't want to keep him. Cause I think he's a big reason that they had a fall off at the end of the season. Cause they didn't have the leadership of a Jay Crowder type. And, you know, you we, know, we saw what he did for that heat team. I mean, I, I know I, I, when I talked to the, like after that trade happened and, you know, I talked to my friends at the Grizzlies, you know, the SB nation, right. A lot of them were basically saying Jay Crowder is, you know, they had already called that they, they, they were going to use him as trade bait, you know? Mm, so I guess I kind of, I kind of think that, I did, but I think they were really just trying to unload, uh, what's his face? Uh, Iguodala. Iguodala. Yeah. They also, they did, they did also turn that into justice Winslow, which is intriguing. Is justice Winslow. Like he's hurt again. Is, though, so. is that, uh, no, I know, I know what I'm saying. It's an intriguing player. It's, it could be oh. just another Michael kid Gilchrist where he's like, has all this potential that never turns right. into something. But, uh, yeah. I, I kind of feel like that's where the way things are headed with Winslow. He feels like the Heat traded him probably at the right time. He's like 
their version of uh, Dante Exum, but they traded him at the soon enough that the value they didn't. didn't. Maybe, and but again, again there, there, there's potential there. Uh, I mean, if you told me in two if years, if he can Justice stay healthy, before. yes, but I yeah. don't know. I mean, I injuries are such a injuries are such a, like. I listen to a lot of like quote unquote injury experts, like for like fantasy football and stuff, like right. And yeah. the thing is that like the the term injury prone is so weird because, um, like if if the guy like tore his knee up every year, like the same knee. Yeah, maybe. But if it's like different injuries every time, it's just like, oh, well, these are grown men playing a physical sport. And sometimes you land wrong or something, just like you're running so hard and you pull something. It's just, they're, they're different injuries, like different soft tissue injuries. And, you know, labeling, labeling somebody injury prone is, well, the, the thing is Winslow has hurt kind of the same areas of a few times now. So but it, it also, like it also doesn't mean it's like the same injury. It also doesn't mean like it's, it, it doesn't, one injury doesn't necessarily mean that this is why he's injured again. Yeah, but I don't think Jazz fans want to hear us argue about what injury prone doesn't doesn't mean. So well, I mean, like, let's table you, that. You, you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> like you brought it up. You, you, you talked about injury, and so I think it's you know one of the things that we're here, we're talking about it, and um, yeah. but I, well, I think I mean, but you I might be right. right. I mean, you might be right. I don't I don't know. I'm not yeah, an expert. I, yeah, I, I think the point is right though that um uh, the, the Grizzlies um uh, you know they traded Iguodala they traded Crowder and they went and got younger and um uh, for the Jazz um I, I know there's a lot of people who like really hate this Mike Conley trade for the Jazz. Um, and I don't I don't hate it. I still think it was uh, it was an interesting move and honestly I don't think without I think without Mike we don't get uh, Bogey so I, I still right. think it was the right move. Yeah, he's talked about it, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, and obviously, and I, I feel like I'm off the bogey train, and I feel like it's, it sucks when I say I'm off the bogey train. Um, but it well, would be you interesting. Bought to his see jersey, that. and now you're betraying him. Wow. Uh, you know, I, I just, I'm just thinking about <laughs> theoretically about how this year went for the Jazz with Mike Conley and Bogdanovich, and um, well, this will what, lead me. I was just, I was just gonna say, say something like, you should have bought it with an American Express card so you could exchange it for a different player, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was just mostly just because I was going to be like, you know, one of those things where we usually are always talking about how we want sponsors. American Express, please sponsor us. Hitting the High Notes is an Unwrapped Sports Partner podcast. Check out the new live streaming show, Unwrapped This, on Twitter and follow Unwrapped Sports at Unwrapped Sports on Twitter and IG. And so, um, yeah, we um, uh, we get into uh, like how this jazz team performed, and I, I guess I made it no secret that you know now that I'm looking at it and going, wow, I have no idea what this jazz team is going to do next year. Now, mm-hmm. um, the jazz, you know, we, we we think we know the core five, maybe the core six if you add Jordan Clarkson into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we know the jazz can make a couple moves. Um, and now we're starting to see like ESPN, Bleacher Report, Sports, all these guys put out the way too early power rankings, right? And I sent it to you guys going, wow, you guys see this and you see how people are, are freaking out about it. Um, Logan, so like the, the first tweet I sent you was like um, uh, the Jazz were ranked, I don't know, 15 or something on the ESPN one or something like that. and Which seems fair. That's a team that makes the playoffs. First uh, yeah, I mean, the, the so I mean, that's where that's where we see the Jazz. Like, is that where you see the Jazz, Logan? Yeah, it was uh, looking at that list. It was hard to see too many holes in that one. Um, I know it's the easy default is to to rain on the ESPN parade, but I think that their list was. I, I mean, not just where the Jazz landed, but pretty much all the teams seemed pretty pretty correct. I mean, when I first saw it, you want you you hear fifteen, so you think, well, that can't be right, you know. And so then you start to try to to work your way through the list, and you're like, oh no, that that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. So I'm trying to remember where uh, they have so, the Warriors. Do you remember Logan? Like uh, six or seven. The, yeah, that seems about right to me. That seems fair. Yeah, I mean, I, I what, the, the the Warriors seem. We've we've talked about the Warriors a few times now. What I think is interesting is they're the way people feel about them is all over the board. Some people think they're going to be back in the title contention. Some people think they're going to be terrible. I mean, they they that's they actually became, they I'm be, in the first camp, so I'm just going to stake my claim right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things. A lot of things change, and I think that they've got plenty to prove. As everyone wants to talk about what what these athletes have to prove, and I think that uh, I'm sure that while while they're all older and Draymond may be falling off more than the others, they still 
I think they want to be able to prove they can do it again with Cat without Kevin Durant. They're still pretty loaded. I mean, you still still got three great players. Who knows what Wiggins is or isn't? I mean, it was something back for D'Angelo Russ. They got something out of Kevin Durant though, right? It turned into these different pieces. And right. the number two, the number two pick may not be what it always is, but then again, last year. Uh, a lot of people didn't think Luca was what he was supposed to be, and they dropped. What he get? He drafted third or fifth? What was it? Was it third and then the, traded? The smart tra- money Warriors fans that I follow say that uh, they should chum the water and take Lonzo's brother, uh, which Lamello. I think is yeah, Lamelo Ball. That's that's the name. I couldn't think of it. Um, yeah, my- which I would think that would be interesting, especially if they could trade him to a team like the Knicks and just move back a few picks. I think that would be very interesting for them. Yeah, I, th- I think they've still got plenty of plenty of assets. I, I or yeah. they got plenty of plenty. Of, I don't know, assets. I can't, I can't tell you. I'm a expert. Of that it was the misuse of the words. But I think that they're. I mean, they were. They, it can't go much better for them. Is you compete right. for titles and then just completely let it all fall apart. And, yeah, yeah I've been um, very smart front office. For sure. I've been on the the Warriors. Like it's it's hard for me to see them be as dominant as they were um, a few years ago. Just because yeah, like, I don't I don't think they're gonna be sitting everybody for fourth quarters. But yeah, yeah, because the, like, their bench was just so good. The, those those right. championship years, even with Durant, like even even if they were top heavy, their bench was like I mean they were getting. Again, well, they, they the Durant had, years, their bench was a little thinner, but yeah, I know what you mean. But I mean, but before I mean, they, they lost, what's his name? Before that backup point guard retired, because Livingston Livingston was so good. Yeah. Man, he was great for them off the bench. He was one of the best backup point guards in the league. Yeah, uh, and like, and Iguodala was still was still really good. Uh, Before you know, Festus Ezeli fell off, yeah, he uh, was solid too. For, them. for a couple of years, they had um, uh, a very cheap Andrew Bogut who um, oh, was yeah. very yeah. serviceable, fifteen minute, you know, a, a minute oh, yeah, night absolutely. Uh, back to center, you know. So, um, I, but I think, I think Logan's point is also that they also have. You know Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, guys that are really outwardly when they're at their best, and uh, even without a bench, those guys are going to carry uh, this Warriors team um, uh, probably top yeah. four of the West. And uh, I mean, maybe so I'm too. maybe I'm, I'm uh, being too low on Curry and Thompson and those guys. Um, maybe yeah, maybe I don't know if they're a championship contender, but they're I just don't think I just don't think that they'll uh, care as much about the regular season. I think for them, it's going to be all about the postseason. Right, and but the West, I mean, the West is pretty hard. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I agree, I agree. Which is why three or four is very fair. And so that makes me think about the Jazz again. Like, um, so, okay, so we we have the playoff teams. Like, you, you have the Lakers, you have the Clippers. Yep. You know, let's throw the Warriors in there. Lakers, let's, let's throw all three of those California teams in there. Lakers, Clippers, Warriors. Um, I don't know about the Rockets anymore. Uh, yeah, especially with Daryl Morey. Yeah, that's yeah, big. So. So in flux right now those teams, but the, the Blazers look like they're going to be back in the playoffs, right? Uh, if they stay healthy, I mean the Blazers had just a lot of injuries. Like it wasn't just yeah, one. I they, think, they had I think as long as they stay healthy, they're probably pretty much a lock. I mean so, it's going to be tough vying for the eighth seed again. I think that's going to be a really interesting race this year again. For the Jazz, yeah, I agree as well. But yeah, like um, uh, the Jazz are probably going to be in that seven eight range right now. Because um uh, yeah six six seven the, eight for sure. You got, yep. you got the Mavericks again, um, and then again one of these other like young teams that are that will almost made the playoffs are probably gonna make the jump. So the Jazz are, right. the Jazz might if the Jazz I don't know I don't know if the Jazz are gonna make um uh, that move um into the top four, and if they're not they're probably back in the you know the back end again. Um, right. Uh, like, so uh, SI... it's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, for every for every pessimistic view that someone younger is going to jump us, there's always someone we don't see that's going to drop down. Uh, you don't. No one thought that Portland was going to fall the way they did, and it wasn't. I mean, yes, injuries are a big part of that. And uh, I mean, for every team that goes up, there's always a couple teams that can go down. So I don't. I mean, it's hard to know. I definitely I mean, agree it, with that. It's hard. I mean, it's it's hard to know. It's hard to know exactly. And I guess I don't follow Portland well enough to know, but like, I mean, I know that their center, their center was, was hurt, but they, I don't know who else, who else on their team was injured this year. I, I, I they guess lost I don't lo- centers. They lost forwards. their power forward. They lost, yep. uh, to, they lost Collins. They lost Collins. Uh, they Nurch. lost Brock Hood. Uh, they, they lost yep. three of their starters, you know, like him. Uh, uh, yeah. That's why they, they were injured. Yeah, but, that's why they, but, but even if, even, even if they're fully, they're fully geared up, we think they're better than the jazz. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I mean, I don't know about that. We, I don't know. Dan Miller is usually pushing past us. So. I think the Jazz could be that team that um uh, um uh, could be with one falling off. Um, again, you know, you know, they're 
they, they got Gobert and, and Donovan in their prime, but now you got 30, what, five year old Mike Conley, 31 year old uh, Boyan, um, 34 year old uh, Joe Ingles. Um, so uh, the Jazz could be the team that um, uh, that could make, maybe make the step back. Again, you know, this is way too We're talking about way too early because there's going to be some moves. Uh, it, it does. I see why there's a lot of pessimism because like the jazz only have the mid level and there are like seven guys that, uh, um, jazz fans want. Um, so Logan, I mean, um, so do you feel, so like I, I, the two rankings that we saw was jazz at nine from SI and jazz at like 15 with ESPN. What side do you think the jazz fall on more? In the middle, 12, 12, 12, <laughs> I mean, the thing was, I, I I could see the argument being made for like the teams above them and the 15, but I also just, it is still hard for me to think that we're like, if, if 16 make, if 16 teams make the playoff, to think we're on the fringe just doesn't seem, uh, I don't know. The, I, I, I don't know if we, if we broke apart every roster piece by piece. And again, with lots of changes happening, I, I don't, I don't see the jazz as being a, a fringe playoff team. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be in the playoffs firmly. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it was it was it was it was weird things they put in there. They there's there's a lot of obvious pro- projecting, but uh, Brooklyn's also a fascinating one too that gets thrown around in different areas. I don't. That's that's a really weird one. I don't right, know because um, they're gonna get they're gonna get two, you know, top twenty players um, uh, on their roster. Plus, they already had a really deep roster with a bunch of guys. I, they might be used, losing a couple uh, fellows, but um, you know they, they got like the Dinwiddies and um, uh, all those guys that, without Kyrie and without Kevin Durant, still made some um, run the past two um, postseasons. And um, so, is, is that a team that you think talent is enough, or do you think chemistry will be an issue? The Brooklyn Nets. I think, I think their leadership that, is a problem. Yeah, for sure. They got a couple weirdos there. But also they got a lot of guys that do the same thing. I mean, Dinwiddie has to have the ball in his hand, right? And then uh, yep. so does so does Kyrie. Kyrie. There's no there's few players who dominate the and ball. So does Kyrie. Right? Yeah, they have to Karis they have to have it in their hands. So I think they got to they got to move some of those they got to move some of those pieces around. But uh, I don't know. This is <laughs> completely jumping all around. But one thing that I one thought I've had today as I was thinking about things is the Clippers. The Clippers are assumed to be. Back where they were, back where they were again this year. But that—that's kind of a sometimes. Te- sometimes those things that happen. I mean, Doc Rivers is obviously out. And I guess it dep- I guess they Tyrone Lue got the job today. I think right. Yeah, five uh, years. Yeah, so I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting group to to keep our eye on. We've all, all just automatically pegged them up there right behind the Lakers, and uh, they they showed some pretty pretty gnarly uh, some pretty gnarly flaws in the playoffs game, and not just. Not just the playoff P experience, which is always enjoyable, but it seemed as though it kind of maybe exposed some underlying issues there where it was just kind of a, a disjointed, disconnected group because Kawhi isn't the stand-up, pound-his-chest type leader. And when, when Paul George is trying to be your vocal leader, that's that's dangerous because – Did you guys see the report people, about uh, Pat Beverly being mad about Kawhi Leonard being able to take games off and stuff like that? I haven't, no, I haven't seen that. Sounds pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the Clippers are an interesting, an interesting group to watch to see how that that whole thing plays out because it's not just about blowing a three-one lead, but I, you know, we don't want that to be the case because then the Jazz are in the same boat. But uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, it, it was just, I just, you know, I've, I've heard. Yeah, and no, but they, they definitely underperformed down. in terms of expectations. They were expected to be conference finals. Yeah, but I mean, it, just, it just looks at who, who's who's the leader there, and, and probably Doc Rivers was the leader, right? I mean, I don't know yeah. who. I mean, Kawhi's and Kawhi's that's Kawhi's a good point. Mouth shut, and, and when, when when Paul George is standing up trying to be that guy, it seems like there was a lot of eye rolls, and you know. That's, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like the chemistry might not be there for the Clippers, like, but so uh, again, this is the same same point with the Brooklyn Nets. Like, can two top twenty players in the NBA um, uh, overcome chemistry issues like that? Because uh, I, I think the Nets and Clippers are actually probably pretty similar. Like they have two top twenty guys, plus they have um, uh, some really good role players that um, uh, have performed without big stars around them. You know, Pat Beverly, Dinwiddie. But there's a big chemistry issue now. You know, is that going to work? And um, uh, that's interesting. That I, you know, I, I didn't actually think about it. 
Um, well, the, the 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 one the one thing that the one favor that uh, I think that leads this favorite. whole thing. Whole, yeah, the favors. The one thing that uh, Jared's back under his poster. Um, the one yep. <laughs> the, the firmly planted, cheeks down, favors up. Um, but it, uh, <laughs> it, it, it. I don't know what I'm gonna say now. The one thing that the one thing that the one favor that Kawhi did for us. I remember that when this happened. Is it, it, and that's why I think it leaves everything so much more wide open than years past. Is when he chose not to be the third superstar with. LeBron and the Lakers is it, it, it's it, it, I think it left it open for a lot more people because for a while there the super team was three to four just out otherworldly players right and now that's not really the case there's a lot of teams with two really good players and that third one a little bit more hesitant uh, I mean see the Lakers for example while LeBron and LeBron and Anthony Davis may be depending on how you choose to debate it two of the top five players in the league the there's a big drop off between that and third whereas the last oh, few yeah. years it's been Last few years, the, the third best player has been what? Clay, Clay Thompson? Thompson. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell of a third force player. Um, Seriously. So it's, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, he, he did do us that favor when he, when he chose to not go because he was debating the Lakers, the Clippers and back to Toronto, I believe. Right. Um, Kawhi. Some, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Kawhi. Sorry. And he did, he did, I don't know. He, he returned some, cause if he would have went to the, to the Lakers, that would have just been, yeah, oh, you know, no, league, was... league over for next um, uh, four years. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. My, Pretty Miami, much. My, Miami slash uh, Golden State 3.0, right? Where it's just like, okay, there's yeah. one team. And, yeah. and the, the only way With you With all the top shelf talent. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the only way you win is that you uh, you hope that everyone gets hurt. And that's that's it, it is kind of interesting. that I, I understand we want to give the Toronto their credit for winning a, a title last year. But, but good Lord. Yeah, <laughs> right. Good about... Lord, everything breaking in their favor. <laughs> yeah. You talk about stuff breaking in their favor, and it's everybody's legs. Yeah, um, it's just it, unbelievable. I mean, I would still take the title if I was a Jazz fan. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But it's, 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 it's uh, I don't know. It, it, it elevated Kawhi to this level for a while, where he was, you know, just maybe the people thought he was the great, and he, he's still great. It was just interesting. Oh yeah, that, he's so great. He he is great, but he it's not as though he he just, was in the he, conversation with Jordan though. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it's not as though he went. People like he didn't do anything. Full, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he didn't go in full 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 strength Warriors team and dismantle the the dynasty. The the dynasty's Achilles and knees snapped along the way. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, I I should apologize to uh, the people who listen to the show because uh, uh as Kirk McKee um uh, he tweeted me today because we, we were talking about you know, the MLE and salary cap. And I said, Hey, there might be a high note segment, high note segment dedicated to this. He goes, based on what Ken tells him, I think Ken Clayton, uh, only do that. If you want listeners to be depressed. And that's what I do. That's my brand. I depress. <laughs> those teams. And so, I'm, uh, Dang. Uh, I should have, I should have apologized to everybody. He's, like, he, yeah, he's that's, a listener. Uh, uh, you, Kirk, you can, everything. Oh yeah, he does. Ken, wait, are you talking about Ken Curtis? Uh, it could be Ken Curtis. He just said Ken. It could have been I don't know if it's Clayton or Curtis or uh, from Street Fighter. So oh, um, oh Kirk McKee uh, said uh, only yeah. do that if you want. To. Okay, got it. Only yeah. Ken, Ken told him to only listen to the segment if I'm, uh, they want to be depressed. So got it. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's hard. Uh, yeah, because. I guess I, I, I'm living in a world where I, I see it going badly for the Jazz, but you know maybe I should take Logan's point of view here. Like it, it could go well for the Jazz. Like maybe, maybe it could maybe, be anything. Who? It could be a boat. Maybe um, uh, it only took a year. Maybe it does take a year for the the Jazz team to gel. Maybe they come out next year and all of a sudden we see them firing all cylinders again. Um, you know, Logan, and, what have and, you done? You took our optimistic young boy from last and, year. And you I know. Changed I, him I, back. I, I pushed, <laughs> Pushed him. I was just, I was just peer pressure. You, all you had day. to do is take a feather and just like tickle him, and he like oh. jumped. Well, I mean, I, I, I things I like. I mean, we just didn't see it at all. Like, like if I like when I like sat down, and actually just thought about this team, and instead of like thinking about the potential I saw, and just think saw like just using my eyes and see what I saw. I'm like, oh boy, like a lot of things had went went really wrong, and I'm not even talking about like yeah. the Rudy Donovan uh, chemistry, which yeah, I, I blocked out of my head, you know. Um, but like another small thing that happened was that the Jazz hired another coach, uh, somebody from another front office. The 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 Jazz have hired two, you know, uh, Del Demps, and then they hired um somebody That's I don't remember his name, but uh, uh somebody who was in the Sixers. Yeah, the Sixers front office that wasn't in, and so now strange. now yeah, like what if the Jazz like you know the Jazz's big moves this year were actually not player additions but 
coaching additions, and all of a sudden that's what changes the jazz culture or, or changes the jazz um, uh, ceiling. You know, who, well, who is it going to change it for the better or for the worse? Because because uh, after everything you've said so far, I keep thinking you're going to say it's going to we're going to be the the last seed in the conference or something. <laughs> Well, there's uh, there, there 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 was there was some thinking and perhaps that there was a disconnect between the front office and Quinn Snyder, perhaps right. Right. Uh, so so maybe so maybe Quinn's building his own little secret army of front officers, and they're gonna and they're gonna and they're gonna he's, gonna, he's gonna have a coup. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna revolt in the night. Dale Dempsey's gonna kick the door in, uh, and then he's gonna know, make a trade. Dale Dempsey starts. Awesome. Dale Dempsey starts placing calls randomly on people's behalf. They forget he's not a GM anymore. Uh, and he's just, he's making, he's making backdoor deals. Dude, I love uh, this movie. Like this. Yeah, not... It's, it's, it's not bad, right? 2021, baby. 2021. Yeah, yeah I wonder, I wonder what, what, uh, so they, they lost, uh, what's his name? They lost the guy to the Knicks, right? Uh, what's his uh, name? Walt Perrin. Perrin. Yeah. And, and Johnny Bright. Well, Walt, Walt Perrin and Johnny Bright. Yeah, and Johnny Brown. Yeah, oh, the guy but, from the but, bench. Yes. So, Sorry. but the the, the the belief is Walt Perrin was great with the scouting. He was great about finding these diamonds in the rough, and then uh, Bryant was good about helping develop the, the players as well. Correct. So that's, it is, yeah, that, that's, that's all. That's all. That's always been one of Quinn's greatest, according to Quinn Snyder, coach teams. That's always been one of his strengths. So that is something interesting to watch next year because was it Quinn that was doing that, or was Walt Perrin finding the guys and and Bryant was able to mold them? And then they both went to the Knicks, which makes me think that there was some sort of connection between the two, right? So I, I it, it'll be yeah, it know. does make me it'll, think that there was some kind of a, they they were vibing. I don't know. Yeah, but but uh, I've been yeah, reading. Was, so we're talking front offices, and I, I kind of sorry, I'm gonna coming out of left field here, pun intended, because I've been reading the book Moneyball that uh, that you know the movie's based on, and contrary to popular belief, um, you know. The A's general manager Billy Bean, all by himself, did not come up with the idea of how to be <laughs> a great uh, finder of talent. Um, there, there was a lot of things along the way that helped that, and it feels like, yeah. So maybe, maybe I don't know if it's just one guy. I don't know if it's just Walt Perrin, or if it's what it is. If it's our organization top to bottom. So, I mean, there's a lot, hire, to, a lot to contemplate. Just gotta hire Jonah Hill. We'll be fine. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I mean, he, that's, he had a Harvard degree in that in that movie. That's some. Uh, that's sort of like uh, what you what you, you really think when you think of the great. Like when you think of like the Spurs organization, it wasn't just Popovich. It was Popovich and you know their front office, like finding RC, yeah, the GM RC Cola. Who, who, uh, <laughs> yes, RC. There you go, RC yeah. Buford. There like go. like like finding like those second round picks or like the late first round picks that they always got that. Would um uh, not just Tony Parker and Manny Jolie, but like guys like Dewan Blair, you know, guys that were able yeah. to like play and, and oh man, I totally Mills. forgot about Dewan Blair. Yeah, he's like Patty. our name of the week. Like last week was uh Mc- Antonio McDice, and yeah. <laughs> this so, week is oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm glad no one fact checked this because I went back and researched Antonio McDice, and I was really off, guys. Like I was. <laughs> So, like what he sucked or what? No, no, he didn't suck. I just had my timelines all crossed up. He oh. actually kind of, he kind of, but the injury part was true too. But yeah. he did kind of, he, he revived himself more with the Detroit Pistons than he did anywhere else. Oh, so. Okay, got he it. Come, uh, he was, he, was he Nuggets? Then went to Suns that got hurt, and then here's, went the, to the Pistons? here's the here's the thing. He went to the Nuggets and the Suns twice, I believe, which is kind of <laughs> oh, a weird twist. That is really, a weird sort of. But, but yeah, but really, where he uh, where he where he turned himself around, or we're not turned himself around, but got himself going again. He became like you know those those Pistons teams, uh, the the Wallace the Wallace. Man. Yeah, right. he was the sixth man off the bench for them, and that's right. why he gotcha. stood out in my mind. I thought he but, I thought he did well with the Suns too because I, I remember but, like he got hurt when he went the was it was was it supposed to be him and Penny or um, he did uh, he 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 did do well, but he was only there for like a year each time, which I thought was surprising. Yeah. So, gotcha. yeah. More more, Anto- more Antonio McDice factoids for everyone listening in. Uh, so it'll be my job to find another one for next week. All right, that's a that's our McNice segment of the of the night. Thank you, McDice. Uh, McNice. Thank you to McDonald's for um, uh, the sponsorship of that segment. Uh, McDonald's, give us money. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. So yeah, so um, uh, this jazz off season again, I mean, we have no idea what's going to go on. Like, I mean, the jazz could go out and uh, again, they surprised me. Like, I'm um, uh, last year, just like a lot of everything they did last year, like I did not see coming. So, um, I'm not going to you know bury them yet because a lot of things could happen. They they, they could change. They could take um uh, their um uh, as um, Chris Berman said in the movie Draft Day, they could take their mid level exception, sprinkle some fairy dust on it, and turn it into three players. Who knows? Um, uh, you know, Alex Mack, no matter what. So, um, as we, um, uh, as we get to, right. As we get to our um, uh, Wakanda forever, um, as we get to, um, uh, (laughs) stuff that Jared was, um, uh, talking about on jazz Facebook, I'm not, I'm no longer part of jazz Facebook, so I have no idea, uh, what this is about, but, um, uh, Jared, you were talking about stuff that you saw on there. That was interesting. Well, somebody, somebody found an article from some website called, it was like mbaanalysis.net. With a, with a, one, one, an atrocious trade that I think the Jazz would never do. Um, and I just keep, it just boggles my mind that Jazz fans, I don't know where they find these websites or whatnot, or if they just go searching for Utah Jazz trades, and that's what comes up. Um, but man, we we read like whatever there is that's out there. So there there's there's people that come up with these awful ideas for trades that will, basically put the jazz back in i'm trying to think of which year it was that that tyrone corbin year where we won like zero games well maybe 20 games <laughs> but it just like i don't get it man people are people are, people are hungry for this stuff i guess i guess that's why we're having this episode because we're talking about you know yeah i mean it's like the trade like trades are um, uh it's the same it's the same vein as you know cap space and draft picks right because like really, you can turn, but I mean, Those trades are, are the mechanisms because, for improving the team, right? And so I mean, but the trades you're talking about, like they're, they're not like outlanders, like oh, trade George Yang and convince Giannis under under the cupola. No, they're the Jets, they're, right? they're ones that screw us mostly. It's like we trade Rudy and we get back uh, Gordon Hayward or something. Okay, like, why? So so I guess the idea there, right, is that there, there's going to be a segment of Jazz fans who either don't want to pay Rudy the supermax. Or think that um uh, Rudy's gonna leave, uh, or Rudy's not worth the money, right? So that you wanna again, this is the 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 asset talk, right? Where Rudy's uh, stock is still pretty high. Um, uh, he, he maybe he's not a, like you you don't get the whole dollar for Rudy, but if you can get ninety cents to a dollar, that's what you want. So, but is um, one year of Gordon Hayward worth anything? Because that's all it would be. Right. I mean, and, and so uh, the the thought there with Gordon Hayward is um uh, is you know, this is a team that he played well for uh, when he was, and then he would be the second banana again, as opposed to, or he'd be the second banana as opposed to the fourth. Um, I, I, I hear it. I mean, I don't think it would happen. It is outlandish, but I can see, I mean, I've actually thought like, boy, if Hayward was back on this team, my God, you know, but that's the team that has Rudy. Um, yeah, but I, and I also watched, but I watched Hayward in the, in the conference finals and I did not feel like that was a player I wanted on my team. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I think I think Hayward's still a, a pretty decent player. Um, uh, the guy, yeah, uh, had a whole think, season of. Yeah, but I just I feel like there's he's got a lot of mental baggage now with the injuries and stuff, and I just don't know if he'll ever be uh, even yeah. like eighty percent. I, I guess was. I guess the 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 further point is that it's not just Hayward because again, like we're talking about a specific player that right, I think right. like. That's a specific the, the, example. Sorry. Yeah. The, the the long point of the short point is like, I think Hayward is still a good player. Now, if you trade Rudy Gobert, um, cause like if the jazz had just reached a point where like, yeah, Rudy Gobert has told the jazz, Hey, I'm not coming back, you know, or has said, has said, Hey, you know, I'd rather look for other opportunities. And the jazz are like, okay, cool. You know, the, the relationship's over. Uh, what kind of, what kind of return, you know, are the jazz looking for? Um, you know, there's that, there was that Jared Allen, Chris LeBert, and I think a draft pick trade 
for him. Uh, I, I, I still like that trade. I still think it's very and interesting. So, so instead of getting one, because I, you know, I, I think Gordon Hayward is probably better than each of those pieces separately. But, um, uh, you know, can Levert? I really and, like Karis Levert. I don't. <laughs> I feel like he could be a third banana for us. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, well, so there'd be a third banana behind um, uh, Boyan. No other bananas. Yeah. Oh yeah, Boyan. Yeah. Boyan and banana. Donovan. Uh, man, maybe it's like who, uh, who already who already traded Bohan, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, that's right. Who did you trade him for again? So I, I guess uh, my, Gordon, my, my, Gordon, uh, Gordon Hayward. Right. My my thought process here is like I'm. Uh, you want to trade Rudy Gobert for an eighty eighty five cent piece, like one player who's 85% uh, as valuable as Rudy Gobert or a 50% and a 65% piece and then a draft pick. See, that's, yeah, that interests me more. And why is that? Because I feel like one of the big problems we had last year was depth and, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and not enough pieces to fill in, you know, the holes. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, that seems like we would look like a better team on paper. I don't know if it works out in reality because thank goodness I'm not the GM because I'd have to live with the consequences of a trade like that. <laughs> well, I mean, so I mean, Logan brought this up um, uh, when he was a guest one time, right? Like, you know, the great teams have two, you know, max players have two top whatever guys. And if you're trading Rudy Gobert and you don't get something that's close to that back. And but are then you we sure get... that Rudy Gobert is that max player, though? Are we sure I he's one so. of those two? I, I mean, I do. Yeah, he's so he's so complicated because he's just not. I mean, that the the Rudy Gobert is going to go down as one of the more, uh, I guess, really. He's a very polarizing really, player. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 hard because the analytics show one thing very very clearly, right? Uh, his impact yeah, on the game. That he's dominant and, and defensive. That, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. but then all of us have seen just the, the the major holes in his game. I mean, you can can you like the other. At the end of the day, I understand defense does a lot of things and setting screens does a lot of things. There's a lot of things he does that appear that to help a team out. He's like he's like the most maxed up, roided up version of a like a role player you can find, right? Like <laughs> he does he, he he's the he's the, he's the does does all the small things guy. Yeah. Uh, but at the at the end of the day, you've got to score points when it matters most, and you you can't we can't even fathom the idea of running it through Rudy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's, it's something we can't consider. Whereas the other the other top tier teams have that. Um, I don't know. It's he, he's gonna. I I think you're right. I mean, he's the one we've got, and you can't guarantee that you've got something else in it by getting rid of him. It's just it's it's such a it's such a perplexing place to be. But I'm gonna I'm gonna comp- I'm gonna I'm gonna if Jared came out of left field, I'm gonna come out of right field since we're playing <laughs> baseball. So I'm not I, I'm not I'm not trading Rudy. I've got a hypothetical for you guys. I don't know if these the money matches up. Perfectly, I'm just taking two things, two assumptions, and putting okay. them together, not knowing if they match That's up. Fine. So, That's so fine. Let, 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 let's take current Jazz team, correct? And okay. we're gonna do so, we're gonna do some time travel. If if you can have mm. Ricky, if you can have you you take out Connolly and Bohan, and you but you have you have this current team with uh with with Ricky Rubio and then uh, Gordon Hayward, and we're talking about good Gordon Hayward, like three injury Gordon Hayward, old Jazz Gordon Hayward. That's a very interesting team. I like, I like that team more. Yeah, I think I do too. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Just because. Well, I'm Blaine Hayward for screwing it up, man. Yeah, Blaine Hayward. There we go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and well, it's the things that like, because like Hayward is that that prototypical like he's like Boyan, right? Like athletic, can shoot the three. Um, uh, uh, you know, can well, get he can really, keep... but he's a better defender than Boyan, though. That's I mean, he's like everything Boyan is, but he's a better defender. And that's the that was like the one thing is that like he can also hold his own on the other end. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, we forget that him and, and Gobert actually had some really good chemistry. Like they would run yeah, that pick did. and roll top they end. Really and, uh, um, uh, Gordon, um, uh, was they, oh, was shoot. throwing, you're making me flashback to that. Who I'm, I'm like imagining yeah. it right now. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> that, that was the point. And so, uh, I, I said, remember when, um, yeah. but yeah, so I mean, it, it is, uh, it is, I mean, it's not one of the things that you can do now, obviously, cause there are a lot of moving pieces, but, um, yeah, I I don't know what this Jazz team needs. Uh, and again, whoa, this is way too early to be talking about this because they're all on vacation. You know, free agency won't start for another uh, month and a half. Um, yeah, but um, it is interesting to see because like I'm a, if you trade Rudy Gobert away, um, 
then then your team is like Donovan Mitchell and pieces. Um, and some of the pieces are good. You got Mike Conley, you got Boyan Bogdanovich, but like you're you're basically is, are you the Miami Heat? Can 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 Donovan Mitchell beat Jimmy Butler? Good We're enough. We're not the Miami Heat, so I don't know. I mean, because like, what do you mean? Because like, I'm a, we're talking about these dominant teams that have all duos, and the Miami Heat have Jimmy Butler, and then yeah. really and good Bam. Is, is Bam is Bam that is, is Bam a superstar? Bam's their second guy. He's their. Second I, guy. I know he's their second Hands guy. Down. Is he is he top twenty level? Is he? He, he looks like top it. twenty level in the playoffs. He's on an interesting trajectory, that's for sure. Right, um, but like, like if, if you were to, if you were to put them all up right now, I'm saying, is he top twenty? Like, is he above George, Kawhi, Davis, LeBron? George, he might be above George. George just does look so bad. I don't know. Uh, I mean, George, George Nye. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's actually where my head went first. I mean, I, I, I realized that, he was talking about Paul. George. <laughs> I, I, I do I do appreciate that somewhere along the line you, uh, you guys claimed that it was a, a Tony Bradley slander on a regular basis but somehow since I've been around every time I come on for reasons I don't even know like George Niang doesn't even bother me that much he seems I think for some reason it comes up as a chance to like rain on George Niang but uh, um, I didn't rain on him that was you no no it's, no, it, no it's me that's what I'm saying is I don't yeah, know why I have to say I don't, I don't know why I have this hate for him it must have been because he was we he was just hit, I think was, at this point with us hit, I was about to say, yeah, he was. He was checking out girls. Um, uh, yeah, IG he was checking out her Instagram. Oof. He was trying Oof. to. She was trying to trying to get that lasagna, and I'm not. I'm not down with it. <laughs> the lasagna. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Garfield, Garfield hates Mondays. I'll, uh, I will meet. I will meet George Niang in the old parking lot of the 49th Street Galleria and whoop his ass. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Sears parking lot downtown. Forty nine. I would have been all for that. That's a good. That's a good Utah reference. It'll uh, be, it, it'll be my meet me in Temecula moment, but it'll be. Uh, well, people used to always talk about that Sears parking lot. <laughs> that's where they used to always talk about fighting. <laughs> Sears. <laughs> yeah, that one that was close to downtown. It's like Eight South or whatever. It's not there anymore. Yeah. I've never gotten a fight at Sears. That'd be a new one. Next yeah. time. Uh, oh, you've gotten a fight at Forty Ninth Street Gallery. <laughs> Always. Who hasn't? <laughs> Me, for one. Who, who and I? Who and I used to? Who and I used to cruise down there in his Honda Odyssey and just blast Starry Eyes Surprise. Oh my, Starry Eyes Surprise. Try to beat up kids that were just, we were barely like on the verge of between being legal and not. We didn't know if they were eighteen oh or fourteen or. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you guys beat kids up? Like, what the heck? No, what kind of gang true. were you? Gang, <laughs> gang, 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 gang. Gang, as, gang, gang. As You're the Yang gang. As, as, as they were running away, Logan would yell, "This is what a man looks like." So yeah. <laughs> he's like takes off his shirt and he's got a bunch of chest hair. This is I what was, a man looks I was like. never wearing a shirt. I was wearing a sweater in the summer. <laughs> the sweater in the summer. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's that is good, good stuff, guys. Up, uh, oh, bring up the bring up food as I depress everybody on this podcast. Um, Dragon Squatch, um, uh, uh, you know, we are working hard uh, on getting this podcasting thing going, and uh, I appreciate you joining us late night to talk some jazz. No, I, I just uh, appreciate you guys bringing me into the family. So it's oh, it's, nice. it's, been, it's it's been enjoyable. Uh, yeah, it's, for it's been a joy, man. You're you're good. You're good people. Now, now, now I find myself trying to actually read about the NBA, and I'm going to watch the Jazz games next year. Because I'm not going to lie to you, I, I watch most of my Jazz games via Jazz Twitter. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I actually used to do that a lot myself. So I when you guys start, you guys start, you guys start dropping names of players. I'm like, who is that? I gotta get, I gotta get caught up. I was <laughs> researching my NBA free agents today. I'm like, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh no, he's watching. We have to start listening to the Lock Podcast and see what um, see what names he starts throwing out there. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. He, put, he put he put the one out about Malik Beasley, right? But Malik Beasley's been arrested recently for drugs and weapons in in Minnesota, I believe. And if if you're yeah. getting arrested in Minnesota this time, you're really trying to do something. So, time it, folks. Go ahead, Logan. Sorry. No, see, I don't know how you get arrested without a police force. Didn't they defund? Didn't were they going to defund the police or something? So I have no okay. idea what's going on mean, in Minnesota. Gone. So what's that? <laughs> the funded doesn't mean gone. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. Bring, bring, well, bring me on for trying to make. Well, I heard, uh, I heard arrests were way down though, and and like 
yeah, well, stopping people for random reasons. That's how BS bad. That's how bad his prime was. So that, that, that's that's my point. That's my point exactly. Is he? Uh, you know, who knows what, what where he'll be or not? And Malik, I don't even know who Malik Malik Beasley was a uh, was a Nugget at some point. I don't right? know who he was playing with either. I mean, he, he got yeah. traded, right? He got traded from the Nuggets to the like two years ago. He was like part of the core, like seven players for the Nuggets, and then he got traded. So eh, it yeah. is what it is. Um, knew, I, I knew they saw the writing on the wall. They were. Yeah, I knew we did. We did back in the Nugget pouch at some point in time. Exactly. The Nugget pouch is, is alive and well, folks. Uh, speaking of Nugget pouches, um, uh, go to this is forty nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, guys, there was no Thursday night football this week, and I'll tell you what, I love it. I love not having Thursday night football. I always hated that game. I'm not really a fan of it either. There was a Tuesday night football, which is weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't, watch, I don't watch any of it. But um, uh, see, Tuesday yeah. night's fine because like my my fantasy football line is already set. Thursday night, like oh god, I have to go and like make sure I don't have yeah, any Thursday night players. I, I know what you wait, mean. Like wait, the wait, first the first Thursday night game of the year because it was on Thursday this year, the very first week. I was like, oh what? crap, yeah. <laughs> and it was the Chiefs uh, playing, if I'm not, if I recall correctly, and Patrick Mahomes is my quarterback, so yeah, I had to check my lineup. <laughs> um, uh, check out, um, uh, go to this is 49. He'll tell you who who he's going to vote for and tweet for him. So, um, uh, <laughs> no, post- I just said I was filling out my ballot. Yeah, he'll, he'll, tell you guys who I vote for. Actually, very strongly considered Kanye West. But yeah, um, uh, <laughs> if you want to see my vote for sign up for my OnlyFans, and then you can see. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, my name on Twitter. You can actually to, tell him what to vote for. Yeah, go to this sign up for his OnlyFans. Exactly, yeah, and, and, and I'll rate things too. Um, uh, you can follow me at Who Superman. Um, uh, follow, and I, I'm so sorry that I'm very depressing, and I will work. <laughs> Therapy will help that. Um, and you can follow at Jazz High Notes on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all the good stuff. So, uh, we'll come back next week. We'll talk free agents. We'll talk whatever. We're gonna try bring on. Uh, you know, we couldn't get a female guest from Jazz Twitter this week, but we're gonna try again next week. So we'll see. Oh, really? Natural. We're all female guests all the time now. Huh? Yep, exactly. There's a lot of testosterone on this. We we need we need to be balanced out. That's what a man looks like. It's what a man looks like. Uh, uh, Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Next time.